can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Make your voice heard. Join the council for the Model Aquatic Health Code. Lend your expertise to the MAC, science-based guidance from the CDC and the only all-inclusive National Pool Code that addresses current aquatic issues. Learn more at cmac.org. That's cmahc.org. Hey, everybody. It is Taco Tuesday with Kelly and Dan. Uh, Dan, how was your vacation? Oh, my vacation was a vacation that I needed very badly. It was Did wonderful. Did you actually vacation or were you on I, your phone? Not, well, okay, so I can't get totally away, but it was very, <laughs> very limited by comparison. So okay. it honestly, for, for many, many years, um, you know, my vacations are a 40 hour work week away from the office, uh, as opposed to an 80 hour work week at the office. But, okay. um, but this one, it was pretty limited and I'm really lucky that, that we've got great staff that are able to keep things going and, and not need a whole lot from me when I'm, I'm not around and, and that makes it easier. And, we were in uh, Riviera Maya, Mexico, for a week with uh, very, very good friends and and some of their family. There were actually a, a group of sixteen of us at uh, Hard Rock down there. And a very cool part of it was one of the many, many pools that they have at the <laughs> facility was uh, being prepped for plaster while I was there. And although they oh, built you were these, in heaven, weren't you? I, I was. <laughs> although they built these really, you know, Disney-esque walls around it that you couldn't see. Um, I happened to wait outside the door until some guy came out and then I kind of let myself in and and you know wander around, took some pictures, talked to the guys that were in there chipping away at the plaster and and putting it in these little almost like burlap bags. It was really pretty amazing to see the amount of effort they went into to minimize the disturbance to the resort. Um, Something that, you know, as, as a company that works primarily on residential and we do have some commercial work, but primarily residential, you know, if we have a replaster job or any kind of, you know, we're never worried about that. Right. You know, we just go in there and blast away, make noise, make a mess, clean it up on your way out and off you go. Well, they can find everything in these walls and in the middle of the night, they would load these bags of chipped out plaster into the back of a, a golf cart kind of a thing and quietly take it off site somewhere. I don't know where, but oh, that's uh, cool. I, I wish I could have been there longer because a huge, huge pool, the portion of it they were doing and, and they had just about finished the prep work uh, by the time we were gone. So it would have been neat to see the whole project you know, come around, but fingers crossed, I'll be back next year and be able to see, uh, see the results after the fact. Yeah. So very cool. But thanks for asking. It was a great time. Well, I knew you were excited for it. Yep. You missed me while I was gone, right? 
Of course. <laughs> it was weird not recording last week. Yeah, yeah. Give, you give, know. Give us an off week for, for a chance here for a bit. Right. Um, so we have a new sponsor to our show, CMAHC, um, the Council for the Model Aquatic Health Code. So exactly. they do influence, you know, things that happen and changes that are made in our industry to better the health and safety of our industry and those people around that this organization is huge and very important to have because, you know, our industry, even though it's small, it's still large and all of us do have a voice, but it's hard for us to take the time and express that. And so if we have an organization that can kind of be the leader in our, what would be the word? What we want as an industry. So pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, they, you they listen. Us, you know what we want. Yeah, exactly. And they listen to. So, you know, one of the recent things, um, if I recall correctly, was relative to uh, cyanuric acid levels. Right. Yeah. And and the um, they wanted to raise the maximum level uh, and listen to those of us in the industry that uh voiced our concerns about that and refrained from changing the standard from what it is to something that would have been, I think, almost double the, the max level, if I remember right. Yeah. I might be wrong like, on that, but. I think they were talking about bringing it up to like 180 parts per million. Right. And, and you know, the you know, a lot of these types of standards are, um, and I know, you know, Rudy talks about this all the time. There's standards that are sort of uh, black and black and white book kind of stuff, right? Yeah. People people that don't have a whole lot of real world experience dealing with pools that have high bather loads, 100,000 gallons, 10,000 gallons, um, you know, hot tubs, all these different environments, and uh, you know the the aspect of of CMAC listening to uh, all the voices and and you know everything relative to the CYA being curtailed, if you will, it's it's a testament to to what they're about. Yeah. So thank you for supporting us. Very excited. Please check into them and see what they're about and if they can help you in any way. But today we will actually be talking with Todd from IPSA. Um, IPSA is one of our sponsors and a organization that I'm part of. And even though I wasn't an official member, I have always been a member since the dawn of time for me. <laughs> As some of you know, my dog was named IPSA. Pretty sad, I know. But that's um, dedication. That's not sad. <laughs> Come on. That's dedication. But that with that. Dedication. With that, when you were mad at your dog, did you did you call her call her him by her full name and and <laughs> and you know Independent Pool and Spa Service Association? Get your butt over here. Kelly and Dan will be right back after these messages. 
Have you heard there is a group of pool service professionals nationwide that are here to help grow and protect your business? The Independent Pool and Spa Service Association, known as IPSA, is here to help you. By joining the largest trade organization created by and for pool and spa service techs, you gain access to industry networking opportunities, exclusive educational offerings, IPSA's Tech for Tech route coverage, and more. So be independent, supported, and part of a professional community. Go to IPSSA.com to learn how to be a member of IPSA today. I love IPSA. I've been a part of it for a long time. And I think a lot of you know that I'm a big supporter of it. So Todd, thank you for coming and talking with us. Thank you for having me. So, you know, Kevin, I'm sorry, but uh, Todd, this is like a, a fantastic experience for me because coming from the Midwest and um, an area that uh, what, what IPSA really, you know, the, their core assistance in the industry is is uh, the midwest doesn't have a whole lot of independent people out there you know the the, the people that are kind of uh, an individual or an individual and a and a maybe a second or something like that or a husband and a wife team out doing things um or a wife and a husband team out doing things um so for me this is great to be have a chance to talk to you and and to hear about all that ipsa has that uh that you can offer to those types of. Yeah, but that now, see, I consider you an independent. Yeah. Yep. You, 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 you control your, you control your destiny of your company. You, you are the the founder, you run the company. So you, you don't answer to a corporation. So I, I consider you an independent person, an independent okay. business owner. Okay. See, so I'm learning already. That's fantastic. So the, the aspect of, uh, of, all that IPSA is, and I've through the years have, have had a lot of, uh, you know, David Hawes is a, a good friend and um, someone that I, I speak to frequently on on different things. Um, I know he was, it was and is, I think, still very involved in IPSA. Is that right? Yes. Yep. He actually yep. just came off the board last year. Okay, good. It's he's is he retiring from IPSA now? Is he's about um, due? I think, actually, right? <laughs> actually, I, I I've reached out to him for some uh, for some education opportunities that I would like him to do. So no, he's not retiring from IPSA. Yeah, I, <laughs> I he, won't let him. I, yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think anybody will let him. He he, like many of us, are never going to retire from this. You know, the this industry has the ability of not only pulling people back to it when they try to leave, in in other ways <laughs> by jumping to other other industries and other jobs and such but it uh it has a way of never leaving it it becomes part of us very early on and uh you know it's so and david's a perfect example of of that and always willing to give back and and such so um at any rate i i'm i'm thrilled to have you on and thrilled to have you guys helping us uh as being a sponsor and love to spend some time to today hearing more about what ipsa has to offer for our industry great so i guess we should start with is what is ipsa for those people who may not know um ipsa is a service association um that basically most of my members uh range anywhere from oh i don't know the mid-20s to well over 60 years old um by becoming a member of IPSA, we offer an insurance program as a, as a member. Um, you have a what we call tech for tech sick route policy where those guys that are the single polars 
um, kind of gives them a peace of mind that if they w- were to get hurt or break a leg or cancer or whatever the case may be, um, the guys in their chapter would take care of, of their route while they mended their problems of whatever that may be. Um, we are more of a resource center now. We're, we're, we're trying to con- convert Ipsy into a resource center where I can take companies of one and two people to companies of 100 people and be able to come to Ipsa and and get the answer or get the education or get the, the mentorship that you would need. So I would say Ipsa right now is kind of a jack of all trades for the for the professional. Um, we're trying to make you more professional. We would like to see this industry has given me a lot. Um, and I would I, I kind of cringe the day you see the guy with the flip flops and the tank top. And, you know, it's it's kind of, um, you know, air conditioning companies and, and plumbers get paid on the job. But yet pool guys seem to have to bill everybody. So, let, you know, let's bring professionalism into this and, and prove that we're worthy of the word professionalism. That's great. You know, so on you said insurance relative to that what does ipsa have to offer for uh companies relative to insurance um as a single polar uh the the uh the policy that uh as i should say when i say single polar i'm usually meaning a one or a two man operation um it's it's a policy that carries a three million dollars it's written through aero hub international um it has workmanship it, it, it has a as a member, it has a um, fifty five thousand dollar life insurance policy that's tied to it and it has a five thousand dollar accidental accidental medical policy that's tied to it, kind of like an AFLAC type idea. Um, and more importantly, the thing that I'm about to use um, it has a disaster policy where if, uh, for example, Hurricane Ian rips through the state of Florida and guys lose their uh way of making a living because their pools just aren't there anymore it's the 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 policy will cover you up to ten thousand dollars wow so so it works in the fire areas of california the freeze zone when texas had the big freezes um last year i think it was last year two yeah that when they had the freezes we're about to use it because just uh as i sit 25 miles south of me um is was is totally destroyed so, so is that insurance? Is that something that is is a an available to members? Something yes. that is automatic with membership? No, or? it's available to you. You do not need it to be a member of IPSA. Um, okay. it, it it is a it's a it's a it's only available to members for the price point that it is. Um, but if a member came in and decided that they liked their policy that they had, then the more by all means keep the policy that they have. Um, what we do for bigger companies uh, that have multiple employees is at that point, we turn you over to Ray. Um, you are a member of IPSA, and then Ray goes ahead and sits down with you and writes a policy specifically designed for your company as to what you want your deductibles to be and what you want to be covered. And then it gives a, a IPSA discount on top of that. To, so it's still very competitive and very we hope less than what you could get on the open market. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. You know, the, the aspect of um, finding what one knowing what is available in terms of insurance for, for people that uh, aren't already 
down that road. You know, so many of us are so busy just uh, running the business, doing the job, you know, that kind of stuff to have an organization we can turn to who can say, hey, look, you know, we've we've kind of got a, a foot in the door, if you will. And and this is a, a an easy way to to get you the insurance that you you really should have. I mean, honestly, all of us should be insured to cover us for as much as we're able and hope that we never have to use it. But if we do, um, you know, that's the whole point of it. So that's, uh, you know, that's an angle that uh, other organizations in the industry don't really um, do a lot with. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, involved in in pHTA on many levels and uh, certainly know a lot of people and and I'm you know very good friends with people from Nespa and that and it's it's interesting to see how these different organizations have different things that they bring to the table for people who who are members and and want to help themselves to some better options like insurance that's that's cool I like that. Kelly, did you uh, have you encountered a need or anyone that that you know of that's encountered a need for that kind of coverage in in what you've been doing through the years? Um, I get my I get my insurance through IPSA. Um, I haven't had okay. to use it, thank God, but I pay for insurance not to use it. Exactly. <laughs> that's because <laughs> you we know all hope if something for. bad's yeah. going to happen, it'll happen, you know, to you or me. Um, but I have when it came to the tech for tech, I have used that twice. Um, okay. When I was pregnant with my youngest son, I used it for maternity leave. Um, I had to stop working about three weeks before he was born. Um, so they took care of my route and everything for me. They div- What they did was they divided up the pools I had um, and then um, went from there. If I didn't have it, I definitely wouldn't have my business anymore. Um, the second time that I did, I had an emergency surgery. So luckily, my route, when I told them, hey, I need help, they were able to implement it pretty fast. It's not always the case, but in some situations, you know, it's not like you're going to wait for months for it to be implemented. But sometimes, you know, it could take a couple couple days, maybe a week or so. It just depends on how 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 organized you have the paperwork to give to the chapter to know where to go. So there are sick route cards that you have to turn in. Like um, there's one, it's a blue card. You have to put down like your, the, the zip codes and how many pools you have in those zip codes. And then those you keep with your chapter once a year, you know, update it. But then there's a yellow card, which has your customer's information on it. What type of service, dog's name, like everything you would need to know. And then they keep, they take care of the pool for you. Wow. That's awesome. And just yep. so you know, we are updating to the 20th century or 21st century. <laughs> the, uh, the the card system will start to vanish because uh, we have teamed up with Skimmer. And Skimmer has a program where we can overlap this on Google Map and be able to do the same thing via uh, the uh, dawn age of a computer. <laughs> That would be so nice, and wow. I think that would really make it easier when implementing tech for tech. Yep. So yes, yeah, I love we, that. We we we, we just uh, we just uh, became a partnership with Skimmer um, two months ago. Okay. So I love Skimmer. That's they're amazing. So with that tech for tech 
because um, when when somebody like like you, Kelly, when you had the the need to to draw on that, mm-hmm. IPSA, then um, so what do what do you do, Todd? As as far as the organization, do you, you just reach out to membership and say, hey, we've got someone in this area. This is what they need. Um, who's ready for the challenge? Kind of thing. So you, usually, how it works is 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 your chapter has already got its its sick route policy in place. It's 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 program. And in that in that program will be the boundary limits of your pools have to be in in this boundary of whatever that may be. I can speak for here in Sarasota, Florida. Our boundary is a huge boundary. I think we encompass almost 180 square miles. Um, so the biggest one that I've had to do is we had uh, my my current sick route chairman Rick um, develop skin cancer on the bottom of his foot, and uh, we ended up taking care of his pools for almost six months. Um, and it was just the idea of, okay, here's where the pools are. Like Kelly said, we had our cards and we just showed up at a meeting one night and everybody said, okay, I'm by this pool, I'm by this pool, I'm by this pool. And the chapter members just went ahead and, and, and divvied up what they were close by. Rick, Rick, I was lucky enough that Rick was still coherent, that he could talk to his customers and all that. So he still ran the the relationships with his customers to tell them what was happening, how it was going to work. And, and any questions would run through Rick, not through my my chapter members and um it worked out pretty smooth um i just did one for the first time and and, and i'm a new region in florida so we don't do it as often as california does but so my uh stewart florida chapter under paulette just did theirs for the first time where he i believe bill had a uh uh, i'm not quite sure what his episode anyway it was emergency and ended up being an emergency and so within a week and almost a week, Paulette had thrown everything together, divided it up amongst her chapters, uh, her members, and they did it for four weeks for him. So wow. um, you do have and, to have some sort of like documentation that it is like a legitimate thing you're going to be yeah. out of. You know, you can't think, oh, I'm going to be going on vacation for three weeks. Let's just say, hey, oh, something so medical. Last, like you have to have like a weekend. note or something. Last week in Mexico, you guys wouldn't have, you wouldn't have yeah, me out my, there. Uh, no, that might not no. have been covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know what the, the, the to that point, um, the the aspect of of an individual who is an IPSA member who isn't part of a huge company with a ton of uh, you know ability to cover and and reorganize and and make sure everything is getting done to to use that as a marketing tool as i'm trying to promote myself as an individual and say hey you know if by chance something happens to me i've got this whole army behind me of ipsa who's going to step in and make sure your pool is kept up to snuff and and your family's going to be able to enjoy it and continue on if i happen to to have to go in for some kind of an emergency I, whatever for a couple I weeks. I actually would, that was part of my talk with customers when I would sign them on is, hey, one thing that sets me apart from maybe the next guy is if something happens to me, we have I have some sort of backup plan. It's not like, hey, something happens to me, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Literally, I'd just be like, yeah, this is what happens. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, that that's great because that is a fear of people. Yeah. Um, is you what's going to happen if you are just one person? What are you going to do when something happens to you? Or I'm signing up customers while I'm pregnant, 
and it's yeah. obvious I'm pregnant. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. so when you go for maternity leave, what are you doing? And I would tell them this is the plan and they'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Can we still call you? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Right. That's, that is really cool from, like I said, from the aspect of, of comfort for your, your clients, for your customers to, to know that they're not going to be left out on their own, you know, should something happen, whether it's, it's an emergency type of thing or, or even a planned thing as, as it may be that, that you have to do health wise that, um, you know, for, for, I, I, everybody has, you know, friends and family that help them do things at times. Right. And, uh, you know, Hey, I need to run some power out to my shed or I need to, you know, I got a drip on my sink and, and I've got a, a friend that's a plumber. And, and when you ask them, you know, Hey, I need this done. Can you give me a hand? It's always, how long is it before they actually get around to you? Kind of a thing. Right. And this tech for tech thing with IPSA just to me shows that that you're a legitimate business, right? It, yeah. it puts you, like you're saying, above the uh, the people who don't have any kind of security, any kind of a, a backup plan. So well, I love that. And I think the bet really like because of everything we've gone over the last few years with COVID is a great example of why tech for tech is important to have, you know, for those people who got COVID and they have it for a lot longer than normal, they're not going to lose everything. I have a friend who got COVID and is not a part of IPSA and he was in the hospital for like two months and and there's no one Mm. to do his pools. His employee got COVID. And so, you know, since some of us are nice, you know, we banded together and helped him. But how often yeah. do people have that option? Yeah, right. Wow. Very cool. That's uh, young people need to realize you're not yeah. invincible. It yeah. can yeah. happen to you. You know, yes, I was pregnant, but I was only 30, you know. Yeah. Things happen. Car accidents happen. Uh, accidents at work happen. COVID happens, the flu, like, how are you going to keep your business? There were many times I would go out to bid a job. The pool would be green and they would tell me, yeah, my pool person got sick or injured and they kind of left me high and dry because they lost all their other accounts because they couldn't be there for their pools. Why did, how did you get into IPSA? Like, what got you there? Like, I know me, it's, if you work in pools, you do IPSA, but. Actually, um, back in the day, um, IPSA had tried to come into Florida a couple of times and just, it never took effect. Um, I happened to belong to another association and they just did a due increase. <laughs> and I was flipping through a pool and spa news magazine and there was an art, uh, uh, an advertisement in the back of it. 
And so I picked up the phone and called. And it just so happens by chance, um, Derek Raymond out of Orlando had called within 20 minutes of my call. And so <laughs> Jim Romanowski jumped on an airplane and flew back, at, flew out here, met with myself and met with Derek. And we, we started the first two chapters in Florida. Oh, wow. So it, it really came off a, a, an ad in the pool sponsors. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. What what markets, Todd, is uh, IPSA in currently? Uh, California, northern and southern, Arizona, uh, parts of Nevada in that Vegas market, um, all of Texas, all of Florida. I, I dabble into Georgia a little bit out of my region. Um, and currently we're in the process in, of, of a virtual chapter, which is starting to pick up steam and starting to pick up individuals throughout the country. Um, so like if, if I've got, for example, um, Florida with my, the panhandle, the panhandle is an eight hour ride for me to get to from, from Tampa Bay area. So it's been really beneficial to be able to say, hey, I've got this virtual chapter you can join and, and we meet once a month. Um, Paulette runs runs that for me in, in the state of Florida. And um, so it, it, it's conducted just as a normal meeting as if you were in person. We bring in speakers um, the whole bit. So we've been able to, to reach out that way. Um, in Florida, I've got six in-person chapters. Um, Arizona has, I believe, eight chapters, Texas, uh, total Texas, North and Texas, South, um, sits at 19 chapters and then California, they're all over the place. Wow. That's great. That's a, a lot of membership. Um, you know, as, as you know, you being just sort of in the thick of Hurricane Ian down there in Florida. We always, you know, with Talking Pools, try to offer help in any ways that, that is within our reach to do. Is there is there anything that, that you know of that Florida needs right now that, um, you know, we can help get the word out or we can help to, well, to try to mobilize people beyond right. what IPS is exactly. doing already? Um, a lot. It's it's still that it's still that freshness. So a lot of the churches and a lot of the other associations and organizations are really piling into into the state uh, as far as helping out Fort Myers, Port Charlotte, Inglewood, Cape Coral. Um, we set up through the Ipswich Florida. It's called Florida Fund, which is an it's a it's a state run um, uh, association, but it, it deals just in money. So they just just take donations and then make sure it gets to Port Charlotte. Um, after the storm hit, I had so so the west coast of Florida. So I'm I'm Tampa Bay. If you look at the state of Florida and you see Tampa Bay in the center, I'm just to the south of Tampa Bay. So the storm basically was from me south. We had 106 mile an hour winds blowing on us for a while. So all I have is really trees and a lot of messy pools. Um, but as you got 20 miles south of me, they had a storm surge. As you got 50 miles, their storm surge was at four feet. As you got 85 miles, their storm surge was, we think, as high as 12 feet. Um, so Fort Myers Beach is totally destroyed. Um, so what we've done is, in as far as IPSA goes, I had my, my chapters on the west coast, or on the east coast, I'm sorry, 
they had supplies ready to go to bring over to us. I have one chapter in Port Charlotte that is, is the chapter that was hit the hardest. Um, we've been working with the FSPA, which is the Florida Swimming Pool Association. They've got people that were down um, to, there's two chapters that they have down south. Um, SCP and Horner and Gorman have all donated generators and chainsaws and things like that to a lot of different pool guys down south. So for the time being, we're all kind of waiting to see what now they need as the water starting to recede. Um, so so it, 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 it is pretty much, it, it, it looks like a bomb went off in places down there. It really, yeah. It's really interesting to see. I went down, my sister had a place in Fort Myers, and so she had four and a half feet of water in her place. And so just, but just the drive down there, it's just, it'll take, it'll take a years for them to get back to where they were before yeah. the storm hit. Yeah. I've, I've got a uh, family that has properties in, in that area. And, uh, you know, being that I'm in the Chicago market, my winters are, are the most fantastic weather events of, uh, <laughs> you know, nothing but sunshine and rainbows from about now until April. So, uh, my wife and I try to get out of town as frequently as possible through the winter to to avoid this miserable climate. And Fort Myers Beach is a place that we've gone to, I you know, every year for I can't tell you how long. And seeing the the pictures and the drone videos of what was once, you know. Uh, not just us, but everybody, right? I mean, all kinds of people went there and, and seeing complete businesses and homes and everything just gone. It's it's amazing. You know, a lot of the places we frequent down there, I know have been around for decades, you yep. know, and and it's uh, all, all that's left is a concrete slab. There's yeah. there's nothing there. And seeing the seeing that devastation and, you know, even if even if a a business was extremely well insured that they could rebuild just like our industry has had so much difficulty in the last couple of years with supplies and and so on the the rebuilding process is going to be just horribly long and some of the things that you know the 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 local beach bars that we like to frequent the neat part of it was a lot of the old history that was hanging on the walls and you know and that's that stuff is gone right so you might be able to rebuild a a, a building that the business was in but it's it's going to be forever changed down there and uh you know well uh, certainly as as time goes by and and some more um you know, if there's ever anything that that we can help through our podcast and getting the word out that uh, Florida could use some help with, please let us know and and we'll do everything we can to spread spread out the word. Hearing from me because what we're worried about is uh, is as everything starts to get cleaned up and you start to to try to rebuild is we were already dealing with shortages of, of you, you can't get a variable speed Pentair motor here. So, you know, now I've got a whole, you know, on top of all the brand new construction and all that. Now I've got all this other stuff to, to, that I, we're not sure where we're going to get all the part from. Yeah. Well, and to that point, you know, we're, we're kind of entering into a, a uh, phase of, of industry um, 
where there's going to be some availability of product in different markets, right? You know, yeah. things are getting caught up. Many of us who have have been um, fortunate enough to be able to stock up well in advance because of lead times and so on and so forth are are now being very conscious of the inventory levels we've got, given that the the swelling surge of demand is is starting to wane a little bit in the industry. Um, so I, I think that there are a lot of companies out there that would would potentially have product available. And, uh, you know, maybe we can we can work to help try to gather those resources and say, hey, you know, it's a, it's a matter of of doing what what maybe some of the local uh, well and, and local distribution and other wholesale angles and so forth down in that market have been destroyed uh, in some cases destroyed as well. So if uh, you know, if some of us can load up trailers from the Midwest full of stuff and bring it down. Um, you know, maybe that's a way that we can help. And the other part of it, too, is the timing, as unfortunate as the event is, you know, the Midwest is is kind of nearing the end of the season, right? And the Northeast, I know, is going to be doing the same. Um, you know, when the freeze hit in Texas, the unfortunate part was the rest of the company, the country, rather, was just gearing up for the year, right? So. Yeah. February into March and and we're all starting to rock and roll to where we we have a hard time keeping up with our own demand. Well, right now, for the next you know four or five months as we head into November here, uh, maybe there's some ability for companies in the snow belt areas to to do a little bit to help out those of those of us in Florida who have been so traumatized and destroyed by Hurricane Ian. You know, if uh, if if it's in the cards, you know, maybe we can I, I do something, whether out. it's product or labor or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, if Kelly and I and, and the rest of us here at Talking Pools can help get the word out and spread whatever whatever potential there may be, we're absolutely wanting to help you guys with all that. I appreciate that. We do have a struggle with the younger people not understanding the importance of things outside of their business, I guess you can say. You know, how can IPSA help them to become the better pool professional to make them succeed and see their dreams become reality? Um, well, the first thing we need to do is explain to the younger generation what an association is. Um, I grew up with my parents and my grandparents belonging to Elks or Kiwanis or, or you know, just different associations that would do different things. And and in the younger generation that I've talked to here in Florida, that is non-existent. There, the, 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 there's a gap between what the, your grandparents did and what you do now. So once you explain the 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 job of an association. And you take a um, let's take a single polar, for example, a guy that that just bought his route, um, just moved down here and bought 50 pools and he wants to start his business. Um, what I hope to accomplish through IPSA is that he would he would come to IPSA. We can set him on what we like to call the path to professionalism, where we hook him up with the, you know, the idea of what he needs insurance in the state of Florida, what he needs in his licensings to do the jobs that he wants to do. 
um, maybe take some courses that that uh, I've never met a pool guy that did not know how to maintain a great pool. I've met a lot of pool guys who just had a hard time on the backside of the business stuff. And so if I can be a mentor and Ipsa can be a mentor and we can offer the classes through people like David Hawes and things like that, where I can teach you how to set a budget, how to set a profit margin, how to set um, your, your, what your insurance needs may be, kind of kind of making Ipsa the resource center that every question that you could possibly have to make you better um you come to Ipsa and if I can't, if I don't have the answer, I can find the answer. Yeah. Um, and then the, the idea that, that I can, I can take you into the chapter and you've got in most chapters, you probably have a thousand years of experience and there's nothing better that an old timer doesn't like to do, but to talk about what he's seen or done in the industry. And most of those guys and the beauty of Ipsa is most of those guys are willing to give their information and give their expertise and knowledge to the new guys coming in. And so you, you, you just learn and you, you work with your guys and all of a sudden now you're to the point where you can hire a guy. Well, once you hire that first employee, then your whole business changes. Now you have a bell curve to think about. Now you have the idea that, okay, now it's not just me that's relying on my business, but now I have an employee with a family and I've got to make sure um, to provide for him and then you get to a point where now you're good enough for two employees and you know it'd be nothing better for me to have a guy come in with 50 pools that he just bought and five years down the road he's running 10 employees and just you know just knocking it out of the park that's that to me is a success story for Ipsa. Yeah I will, I'll say when I first started yeah I had my dad and all but Ipsa probably helped me establish my business in a different way than some to where if I had questions, I would go and I can ask anybody at the meeting. If I needed help in the field, I can call anybody and they would help out. Um, They helped me, you know, a lot of companies, I would meet other people in the chapter and if they didn't service an area, they would give a referral. If they had overflow, like they're just not taking on anymore, they would refer me because they knew that, one, I'm trying to be the best employee or not employee, but pool professional as possible. So it definitely gave me a good jump start. You become part of the family. Yeah. Your, your family. And, and oh, yeah. One of my mem- my members watches my kids. Their daughter watches their my kids. And we have, a, you know, a mini trade show, but it's more of like a family feel and everybody getting along and being friends and enjoying yourself. It's not always business, but obviously they are, like you said, a great resource for me if I need help or now I get to do that. And I do find with IPSA that all of us want to pay it forward because of what others did for us. So the idea that I, so I started in this as a summer job in 1985. So I've been doing this a really long time. And it's been. I was born in 1985. See? Oh, geez. All right. <laughs> All right, Kelly, I'm muting you right now. Um, but it, it, it's been a business that when my daughter was born, my wife could stay at home with Isabel and, and not have to work. And what I liked about the pool industry is if, if Isabel had. I could go to eat lunch with her. I could stop and just go eat lunch with her. I could go to her functions that they were doing during the day that, you know, I didn't have to punch a clock. I could just, okay, I'm going to go take care of this and go see Isabel and then I'm going back to work. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's provided a, a, a nice 
I got I got her through college without having to owe anything. Um, so it now it's now it's my turn to pay it back. It's like yeah. this industry has done a lot for me, and it's just it's it's time to get that that next crowd of get guys coming up and gals because I I think more gals are getting into the pool industry now than guys. Well, especially with the flexibility of the pool industry, like you're, you're describing, you know, and I will tell you me becoming a single mom, if I was in any probably other industry that I've done, I couldn't afford it. Like pool industry, what it was when that transition happened, my membership was there to support me however I needed it. And, you know, it, it's nice to have that little backup in it. And I think another thing that people get, think is you have to go to a million meetings you don't you don't have to like it's re it's reasonable and people and that's where you're going to meet people that's where you're going to get that education that's where you're going to like you said epsa will give you these stepping stones become a professional and and a lot of that is is and i know i do things a lot different in florida than say some of the regions in california um, some of our, you know, I've got some chapters. We don't call them meetings anymore. We just call them meet and greets and <laughs> just held somewhere and, and gather might be 15 minutes of a present of the, of the business part of the chapter of the treasurer's report and things like that. But for the most part, it's bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your husband. You know, it, it's all I, would, a big I would bring my baby when, up until he was like a year old and he'd run around and every everyone would pass them around as we're, we're conducting the meeting. And that's how it had always been. Even when I was a kid, I went and volunteered in high school and everyone knew me from the IPSA meetings. And, you know, if you need to bring your kids, you can bring your kids. No one's going to judge you. Yeah, you know, the beauty of like Florida. So, so my, the, the five guy, the five ladies and guys that really were involved in starting Florida were, were Paula, Anna, Derek, myself, we all had kids that were the same age. So when we would do the trade shows and, and the region meetings, all the kids came. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the, it's the bonus feature is I've gotten to watch everybody else's kids grow up and graduate high school and graduate college. And, and it's kind of it, it it's that that to me is makes it all worth it. Oh, yeah. No, I think I honestly think IPSA still has a lot to offer. And we we acknowledge the change in time and what may have been the importance 30 years ago or 40 years ago, we're going with the way we need to, and we can help a lot of people. Um, they just, just have five to, years ago. The, it's mean, like, just try it out. <laughs> so, so it's like, just even, so this is oh, my yeah. third, third go round as sitting as president. So even just five years ago, when I yep. left the board, the things that have changed in business and technology and, and the industry, you can't run it the same way anymore. You have to change or you become extinct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for talking thank- with us today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Todd, and- if, if people are interested in, in getting in touch with IPSA or, or looking into it, how, how do they reach out to you? Where do they well, go? The best way is IPSA.com. Um, and, and that'll take you uh, right to the website and all the uh, numbers for rows and the numbers for the regional directors is on that. Um, if they're in the state of Florida, um, my number is my cell number that you can reach me at is area code 941-915-2135. Um, in the publications, uh, where are we on? Pool Pro. Pool Pro, we're usually in there, and there's a QR code that's on that advertisement. 
Again, that will take you to the website and give you give you the, the national phone numbers into, into Rose's office. And from there, we can we can uh, funnel you out either a if you're if you're not in a region or not in an area, I can I can funnel you into the, the, the affiliate chapter. If you are in a region, I can funnel you to that director or that local president. Yeah, that's great. And and for for our listeners who are uh, challenged as like I am with letters and words and all that kind of stuff, ipsa.com is uh, ipssa.com. Correct. Uh, it's ipss. Okay, just want to make sure because, like I said, Kelly, I'm I'm I fail with all that kind of stuff. Well, it's like um, talking about the Mac and NPC and this everything's everything in the pool industry is letters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Right. <laughs> And, well, and I'll say, you know, the, the aspect of you just now giving out your your cell phone number to to people who are interested, it, it speaks to the de- dedication that you have not only to IPSA, but to the industry as a whole. And uh, although this is my first meeting you, Todd, um, I, I want to thank you for for all that you do and all that you've done. And, you know, obviously you're a huge, huge help to everybody in the industry and I'm I'm glad to to have this opportunity to talk with you today. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Please like us, download us. Let us know if there's anything you would like us to talk about. You can email us at talkingpools at gmail.com or message any of us on social media. You probably already know who we are. Um, So we will talk to you guys again next week. And, yeah, have a good day. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 